Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. If you're feeling worried about, oh, what's she been up to? Nothing's happened and she's so desperate and nobody will hire her. That They might not even think about that at all. They might not even think about you at all. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name is Emma and I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em and welcome back everyone. Who are we giving a big fat shoot your shot shout out to this week? To the lovely Camilla, who bought us three coffees, which is so, so kind, and I absolutely loved what she had to say. She said, hey, my favorite sisters, I'm an old listener and a great fan of people who help others. I'm a Brazilian living in Perth for the past five years and I'm trying to start my career here. I'd almost given up due to all the pressure from learning the language, then the cost of my master's fees, working every single second available in hospitality and cleaning, COVID and being an international student. That is just so much for one person to handle. But then I saw a recommendation for your podcast and I binged all episodes and I'm still listening back to them. I always recommend them to others who are looking for jobs. I haven't scored my first job in the field yet, but I got two final interviews for the same week. Woohoo! In brackets, (laughs) this is for Emma. She knows I love a woohoo. Sincerely, I was nauseous. It had been seven years since my last one. I followed the script. I had your voice in my ears until I arrived at the building in brackets, Listen to this right before your interview, which is the title of the episode that we tell you to listen to. (laughs) She's got the exact title too. She's got this memorised, but not at the elevator as I didn't know if I needed to shoot my quick intro. I love that because that's from my story of running into the director, like walking into the building. I prepared like a boss. I smiled, clenched my butt, used star methods, what a good student, and took my notebook with my killer questions and some notes about the organization and interviewers, in brackets, checked before on LinkedIn. I was planning to get a job first and then send a few coffees, but it's better to guarantee the good content coming. Thanks, Emma and Sarah. You're awesome. That is just so nice. She even used our catchphrase, which in our little snippet that plays we say if you keep us caffeinated we'll keep the content coming and she's even memorized that I love you Camilla to be fair we only said it once and then they get to hear it every single episode right so it's repetition I love this because I love shouting out people 
who haven't had the big moment yet, but are doing all of the right things. She's landing interviews. She's doing all the prep, going in there. Her big moment is coming. Seven years since her last interview. How much easier is the next one going to be? knowing that it was only a few months ago that your last interview was. And I just want to do a quick note here. It sounds like she could really benefit from listening to a podcast that you did recently. Yeah, it's called Cache Australia, which is all about Latinos living in Australia. And I was a guest on their podcast and talked about kind of looking for jobs, doing all of that in another language, learning a new culture, having to work outside of your like area of expertise, because even though your English is good enough for you to live here, it's a different thing for you to have English good enough to work in. So there's all of those challenges, or let alone study in as well. Like, can you imagine how hard it would be to study and do university level? No, I cannot. I barely survived university. Imagine referencing. Referencing is the bane of my existence in a language I've been speaking my whole life. Languages are not my thing. I find them so, so, so challenging. And I think that all of you out there who know multiple languages should be so proud of yourself, particularly if you're living in a country that's not your first language. So I cannot wait to see the update to this, Camilla, and you don't need to buy us more coffees to give us the update. Drop into our inbox. I can't wait to hear and we'll give another update on the pod. Now, if you need a little bit more help with your interviews that you've got coming up, check out my one-on-one sessions. I do coaching with people from all around the world and you can find out more about them at interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. As always, if you liked one of our episodes, used a tip we sent you or want to request an episode specifically on your situation, hit us up because that is exactly what has happened for today's episode. So we got this question from Kiani. Now she said, Hey ladies, I've been listening for a few weeks now, but have been looking for a new role for a few months. I've had a couple of positive chats with a few companies, but it doesn't seem to line up each time for varying different reasons. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on applying to the same companies a few months later and speaking to the same recruiters about different positions. I worry that the recruiters will be turned off by the fact that I'm still looking, as if that means other companies don't want me, so why should they? Also, I'm concerned about how it looks when I'm applying at the same company for a different job. Does that make the first attempt look insincere? Now, a lot to unpack. So we thought, let's do an episode on applying at the same company. Yes. And there's also this extra bit of, you know, it's been a few months, what will they think? But I think applying for multiple jobs at the same company is a really common situation. So we're kind of mostly tackling that and we'll touch a little bit on the other part of it too. So we're kind of breaking it up into two parts. I think the first bit that we'll kind of get out of the way is that you're still looking. And here's what I would say to that. Looking for a new job, it's normal for that to take a couple of months. I always think about it this way. How many times throughout the year do you end up looking for a new job, right? It's like most years, no times. You're not looking for any jobs. It's just a certain month maybe out of the whole year that you decide I'm looking now. What percentage of jobs out there that are the job that you're looking for happen to be open coincidentally at that exact month that you happen to be looking. Timing is everything. You need to wait for the jobs to pop up that you want. Yes. And this is often why the advice, like it's another reason why it's helpful to apply for things while you're still 
at a job if you can, because it allows you to wait longer for more stuff to come up that might be more exciting. Because again, there's a big coincidence there of you're waiting for the job that you want that's really great for you to be popping up at the exact same time as you happen to be looking. So it's normal for it to take a little while. So don't be insecure about that at all. There's a name for this. You might know it with your psychology background. There's like a theory that's like, we all think that people are thinking about us and nobody is. We all are so hyper-focused on our world. We think everyone's looking at them. If you go to the gym, but they're going to look at me, they're going to wonder this. And really everyone else is also doing that about themselves in their own brain. And so we often overestimate how much people are paying attention to what we're doing. And so you say that you're so worried that they, you know, might think it's sus that, oh, this name's popped up a hundred times. They probably don't even remember you. Yes. And this is with when you're talking about chatting to the same recruiters and it's been a little while, a few months later. Imagine how many people they talk to. Yeah, exactly. And I've had this with people who even it's like a few weeks later or something. It's like very recent and they, they call up and they're like, Sarah, it's Emily. And I'm like, hi. And I'm like quickly trying to look up in my system what their phone number is just to try and jog my memory. You're making multiple phone calls every single day across all sorts of different jobs. It's so hard to remember. So don't go in expecting them to remember you off the cuff. There are systems that they have to track applications and we'll get into that in a sec. But if you're kind of popping up out of the blue or it's with an agency or something, there's a chance that they may not remember you if it's been a couple of months. So I think you should see that as a good thing, to be honest. If you're feeling worried about, oh, what's she been up to? Nothing's happened and she's so desperate and nobody will hire her. That They might not even think about that at all. They might not even think about you at all. Yeah. Not to be insulting as in you're not important, but people just have a lot going on and it's more likely that they aren't going to remember you. And on the topic of being still looking, that you're a little worried about that, that it might look bad, that other companies don't want you, remember, they don't know what you've been doing. They don't know if you're actively applying to every single thing you possibly can or only applying for things that you really love. They don't know whether you've just had all this time off and been on holiday or like you've just spent some time with family and you've just... Or you've knocked a job off a back. Exactly. They have no idea what's going on with you. So keep that in mind. You don't have to tell them exactly what's been going on. Oh, well, look, I've been applying for some stuff, but the right thing really hasn't come up. Great. That's true. The right thing hasn't come up. You don't have to say, I've done this many applications and nothing's gone through. If they were an agency recruiter working directly with you, you could be a little bit more honest with them. We've talked about that before. But if they're for the company, you don't need to tell them that stuff at all. No. And it's also so normal for someone to be an incredible candidate, but they've been on the market for a while. It's easy for resumes to get overlooked, timing to not line up. Like recruiters understand that there isn't necessarily a reason you haven't found something. There's not this big looming cross against your name. I was kind of thinking about it like this. Like imagine you opened up a role and you had all these people apply for it. And one of them was someone that you spoke to a few months ago for a slightly different role, but still in the same area. And you went, oh, that's right. That person must be still kind of looking. Imagine that you thought that they were the perfect candidate for this role based on what you know about them and you talked to them before and all that kind of stuff. But you were like, oh, well, she's gone a bit stale because she hasn't found anything. That's such a stupid reason to not hire someone. You guys have to remember when you're thinking about this stuff, 
A recruiter's job is to hire the best person for the role. They want to do a good job at that. And a company and a hiring manager wants to hire a really good person. They are only going to not choose you for a reason that makes sense for them. And you having not found anything doesn't mean anything. You having been like cagey about references and not sure why you left the last role, all those things, sure, makes sense. You not being clear about what you want and being a bit unsure and they think that you might leave, that makes sense for them to be worried about that. Do you see how that kind of adds up? You not having found anything does not translate to any kind of a worry. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all-new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step-by-step-by-step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits, and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. So now that part's out of the way, here's the second part of the question, which I think is the probably more common situation that people find themselves in is applying for more than one job at a company. And this doesn't have to be months later. This could even be just that they're advertising two jobs at the moment and you're kind of interested in both of them. And you go for both. Yeah. So if you're applying for more than one job at a company, if they're using some kind of recruitment system in the back end, they can easily see what other roles you've applied for, but that's not necessarily an issue. Yeah. And I don't want you to think of this as some evil thing. It's literally just a tracking system that just keeps notes on people. Because what happens is we interview someone and then six months, 12 months later even, they apply for maybe the same job, maybe a different job, and nobody can remember what happened over a year ago. You need to look at your notes to be like, who interviewed them? Oh, they said that they didn't have enough experience in XYZ. Oh, turns out that's what they've been doing the past few months. Like You're able to go back and use that information. Otherwise, you're interacting with everyone brand new every single time. And also it's not what you would expect on the candidate side either. Like you would expect that if you've interviewed with a company in the last few years, you would expect for them to have some kind of a record of that. And if there's no system, then they can't. So they can see the past history that you've had applying in that recruitment system easily. And there are plenty of times where a candidate doesn't work out, but only because of timing. Totally. We've talked about the backup candidate. We have an episode about being the backup selection and where they've said, we want you to apply again in the future. There might be another role that comes up. They don't have to say that stuff. And sometimes they can think you're great, end up hiring someone else, but then they don't remember your name and your details to get back in touch when something comes up. They're focused on just hiring again. They've forgotten about you. But if you apply again, that can be the perfect way to pop back up on the radar and be like, oh, that's right. We really liked Emma last time. Let's get her back in. The key message here is shoot your shot and reach out again. Imagine not putting your hat in the ring purely because you're worried that it might look silly that you've applied a couple of times. No, obviously you're applying because you love this company and it's aligned for you and it makes perfect sense. If anything to me, it makes more sense that somebody would apply multiple times to the same company because clearly it aligns perfectly for them. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I've just thought of it like this. You have two options. If you're like, oh, I'm worried. Should I apply? Should I not apply? Well, if you don't apply, then you won't get the job, (laughs) right? 
if you do apply, you don't know how they're going to interpret it, right? I can't guarantee how they're going to think about that. Maybe they're weird and they do think, oh, she's applied for two jobs. Well, if they think that, then you also won't get the job, but you don't lose anything in that environment. The upside is that they don't care that you've applied multiple times and they go through the process and interview you and you've got a shot at getting the job. So when you look at it like that, I can't see why you wouldn't really. No, there's literally nothing to use and don't be put off by that. So there are a few situations where it might be a bit of a turnoff potentially. For an employer to see multiple applications, yeah. And I want to be clear about these are just signs. These are just bits of info that tell us something and you have to interpret it with the whole rest of the person's profile or the background that they're coming from. So I'm going to tell you the scenario and I'm going to see what you think. You're in a recruiter job. You've never done this before. You have to decide what you think your reaction would be. So let's say you've got a candidate who's applying for every role that we have listed. And so when you open their profile, there's 10 plus applications from the last week and it's across different job titles, different locations, different seniority levels, but it's just, it's all of them. They haven't left any off that they've applied for. Do they tweak the application and cover letter? Or is it the same? No. Old? Okay. No. no. So they're coming in one minute after each other. Mm. What would that tell you about that candidate? I would think they're really desperate and they really just want any job and they don't care what it is. If they were more aligned, I'd be like, okay, but if it's a truck driver, but customer service, but marketing, that would just tell me, yeah, they're just really desperate. Also, maybe it would annoy me a little bit that they aren't like- Yeah properly reading the job or understanding what the criteria even is. They're just clearly spraying and praying. Yeah. What's that yeah. saying? And stuff that maybe even is completely different locations or like that you would need a specific qualification for. You're just getting the sense that there is absolutely no care and attention here to what the person is applying for. So depending on what their resume and application looks like, they might be really good for one of those types of roles and you might want to talk to them about it. But if their experience doesn't really align to any of them and you can see they're just applying for all of them, you don't even know what they want. You can't even talk to them about, oh, I can see you've done a little bit of this and you're applying for these things. Like, is there some skills you have there? They probably won't even remember what job it is when you call them up. <laughs> exactly. Like, what was this? Exactly. And it is a bit annoying because to be honest, when you're going through applications for a job and there's like a hundred applications, I guarantee you that at least half of them will be completely irrelevant applications where person doesn't have any background in that area, any skills, any anything. I don't mean like they're junior. It's a completely different area that they're applying for. There's no cover letter, no context, nothing. They're just clicking things and applying for stuff that's not suited to them. But I'm confident anyone listening to this podcast would not be doing that. I know, right? I know. But I'm just giving context on like why this is a thing. It takes up time. All those applications take time to look at and deal with and it makes recruiters time poor and less likely to see the decent applications. So they're hurting everyone. The job boards as well that make it really easy to like one click apply. You can apply for 100 jobs in 60 seconds. That's nuts. And it shouldn't exist that way really, but that's the environment that we're in. And all of that has created lots of irrelevant applications. So there is a part of that that's like, oh, you're making my job a lot harder because you're making me work out which one suits you rather than you working that out. So Em, I have another scenario for you. 
in this scenario, the candidate hasn't applied for everything and there's not heaps of job applications, but there's three or four over the span of a couple of months, but they're really different to each other. So one's in marketing, one is a customer service person, one's a really senior executive role, one's entry level. They're just quite varied across the business. What would your reaction be? So obviously it's a good green flag that they're not applying for absolutely everything, but the fact they're random is just confusing. So I would hope that they are explaining it in their cover letter or giving me some kind of clue so that I'm not just wondering what their deal is. Yeah. The thing that would change the way that you'd perceive this is based on their background. Maybe they do actually have, like they worked in marketing and also now they're in customer service and you're like, oh, it kind of makes sense that you're applying for both of those areas. So the context is really important. And I think for our questioner, Kiani, what I would say to her is like, she talked about, does it make the first one look insincere? As long as there's some kind of alignment on what you're looking for, if that makes sense. Like a few weeks back, we talked about an interview that I'd had with a candidate going for an HR role and they had a law background and they graduated with a double degree in law and HR, but they'd worked in law. So they'd kind of made all their choices towards law. And now they were saying they wanted to switch. If you sat in the call with the recruiter and said, oh, I'm really passionate about law. That's where I want to go. And then now you've applied for this other thing in a different area and you're talking to the same recruiter about, oh, actually, I now want to go in this direction. That could be hard to swing. But if they're in a similar area and they're just different parts of your experience or it's a company you really want to work for and you're not sure exactly in what context yet or your experience fits both, it's fine. Do not worry about that stuff. And just convey that in the interview. Yeah. And maybe you aren't really sure where you want to go, but just don't pretend that you are and then apply for something else. Don't and go then- hard for one story. Exactly. That's right. It comes back again to in your tell me about yourself, you shouldn't be making up what you think they want to hear. Oh, I've always wanted to do this because then you go and apply for something else and it's not what you've always wanted to do and you have to this somehow gets work. Messy. Yeah. That's why if it's true that you're not sure and you're still exploring, great. Say that as part of what you're looking for. I'm not sure exactly what I want to do with my career, but I love the sound of this job and your company, which is why I've applied. And I'd love, you know, we've spoken before, which of these areas suits me best, I'm not really sure. I've had some of these conversations with candidates really recently, actually. We had two jobs advertised that were kind of a similar skill set. They're in really different areas, but you can imagine how someone who'd had experience in construction and was at a senior level could maybe do either of these roles, depending on what they were looking for. And so some people did apply for both. And then when I spoke to them, I said, I'm happy to talk to you about both of these roles and we'll work out which one you are more interested in or maybe what fits more. And so I was able to tell them about both of them and say, well, by what you're saying that you're looking for, I think this role suits you best. What do you think? And that's so helpful. Honesty is the best policy. And they were able to go, yeah, actually, now that I've heard more about it, yeah, I think you're right. If they had have gone in guns blazing, sticking to a story that one was their dead set passion and then they get in and didn't love it, it would just be weird. And it's just, it's so important because I have to be honest, there's sometimes where people have applied for more than one thing, or I've talked to them about more than one job and they've picked the one that doesn't suit them as much, but they are really passionate about that. And they do want to go that way. And I've had to be like, oh, that's such a shame because if you had to pick the other one, I would have been so excited because you really match that job and I need you for that one. But if you don't want to do it, I'm not going to talk you into it. And actually that's a good scenario for all of us. And I know you might have a bad reaction kind of hearing that, but that's why you have to pick true things. If you told me 
a bit of a lie about which one you wanted and then you're like, oh, but I really wanted the other one. No fibbing. You have to be honest about it because if you do really want to go that direction, I'm going to make decisions based off that and you have to be comfortable with that. Perfect. So take home message. If it makes sense, go for it. Don't not throw your hat in the ring just because of a potential that they might have a thought about it. Exactly. Seriously. Shoot your shot. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit follow on Apple or Spotify, or better yet, share the show with someone else. That's how we can hit the charts and help even more people. For more advice, some fun videos and helpful, savable tips, go and check us out on Instagram. Our follow account is woeful at the moment and we need your help. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming. Whoa!